Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here we'll be discussing just about anything and everything as it relates to scale models. So buckle up for what we believe will be an exciting journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a regular part of your modeling bench sessions. Now here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Well guys, here we are with episode one, the inaugural the inaugural episode. Finally. Woo-hoo. What's going on, guys? Model geeks, right? Not much. It's All right, been, good to be here. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, eh? Well, you know, been looking forward to this, and uh, I wish we were all in the studio together as the original plan for this all was. Uh, I think that would uh, make for a better dynamic and everything like that. But, um, you know, we've all heard the other uh, model podcasts out there. They do remote and uh, do it well. Uh, so I think we can roll right into it. Yeah, I agree. So real quick, uh, my name is Darren and uh, Darren Cook. Uh, coming at you from my modeling room down here. Like I said, we're doing this remote. Uh, the four of us are coming to you all from the Southern Maryland area. Uh, I'm going to be kind of hosting tonight our inaugural podcast, first one up, uh, which will switch You know, each each episode so um i want to introduce real quick the four co-hosts here we got uh scott aka nemo scott samo we got whitey uh andrew white and uh and frildo uh andrew frill so uh yeah good to see you guys well i see you guys on on my my desktop but uh good to be with you all yeah glad to be good to be here like I said, I I think we're all pretty fortunate, too, even though we are remote. We're actually, you know, for those of you out there, we're literally blocks away from each other. You know, we're fortunate to live in an area where we have a lot of modelers, um, not only just in our general neighborhoods and location, um, but I think region, too. You know, we're all ex-military, so we've all lived in different places. Uh, and so living in IPMS region, too, you know, the mid-Atlantic area, Man, our shows are just packed with some talent. Um, we got a we got a lot of some a lot of modelers in this area that are friends of ours and uh, associates, and uh, that we can get inspired from. Really good. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And you know, we got a local club here that's that second. And really, that's how the well, that's how I met you three was through our local club yeah. here. What five years yep. ago or so? Yep. Uh, I know that you guys have all been. Uh, friends for quite some time you know a little bit about myself uh, is uh whitey had said we are all retired military i'll let you know each of y'all kind of speak to your own experience there but um uh, i think we all have that in common we also you know i've been modeling for well off and on for many many years i'm now in my mid 50s uh, <laughs> but uh took a long hiatus i think most people in the military do that um, because you know you're moving from place to place and blah blah blah. Unless you're whitey and you're stuck in Pensacola for you know an entire career, but that, uh, we'll let him discuss that here in a few minutes. But I took I was a break a away then too, though. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll give you that. You know, but any in any case, we're all come back. You know, I have come back into the hobby. I've met you know some super folks out there. Uh, these three, uh, uh, a part of that group, and uh, you know, it's just a, a great group we have here. So, uh, 
anyhow, that's a little bit about myself. Uh, Nemo, Scott. Yeah, I would. I would just say, uh, just want to thank you, Darren, for you know, sort of, you know, leading the charge on this effort. I think um, Whitey and Frill, myself, you know, we've we've been we've been talking about doing something like this forever, and I think it's great that you know you've put forth the effort, brought us all together, and it's such mm-hmm. a you know, I mean, here we are, we're we're grown men. <laughs> And and I and I feel like a little kid every time I'm I get to talk to models. You know, it's awesome. And uh, I mean, I've been building since I was about five, six years old. I built my first kit. And aside from the time that you know I spent doing my Navy gig, um, you know, deploying, you know, even I try to tinker around on a kit here or there. But for the most part, you know, um, been steadily building since I was really, really got into it. Probably late high school, early college years that's when I, I you know had some time to devote but you know i'm super super happy to be here and uh thank you for all your efforts all you guys and this is you know i think this is going to be something that's uh hopefully we can reach a lot of people because that's that's what it's really all about it's just kind of you know we go to all these shows and we have our club meetings and uh it, it's the camaraderie and and it and it's it's fun i mean you know I laugh a lot, which in a daily today's day and age, that's a good deal. So if you want, I can just, uh, just a quick little bit about myself. I give my, my quick little spiel just since this is the, uh, inaugural podcast. Um, again, you know, just super happy to be here. I originally came from, from Corpus Christi, uh, Texas. I was actually born in New York city, but then I moved to, to Texas when I was like 11 days old. I think I got um, jet fuel in my blood or something. Cause I've just always been a fan of airplanes, you know, grew up around airports and of course living in Corpus Christi, right by the, the air, you know, the Naval air station. I just, I was just always fascinated with airplanes and especially Naval aviation. Um, not that there's, you know, anything wrong with any of the other, um, services, you know, providing their aviation services, but you know, I'm a Navy guy. So, you know, it's, you know, but, um, yeah, I think I think for the most part, um, you know, g- growing up, being around airplanes, I built my first model with my dad when I was, I don't know, five or six years old. I still remember it. It was a 70-second scale monogram, the F8F, the Bearcat, and I, I, I have one of those kits. I wish I still had that particular kit, but um, anyway, I think that's what started the love for me, build models with my dad. And, and I don't think I had any like buddies or friends that, that built, but, um, you know, just kind of was in my own kind of world, build models, never really, you know, went to a club or anything like that in high school or, you know, um, it was in college when, um, one of the local hobby shops, they had, you know, a, a big, uh, big get together on Saturday. I was in there buying some paint. And the guy's like, "Oh, you should you should come hang out with uh, with us model folks." And I was like, "Really? You got you guys have a club?" <laughs> and they were like, "Well, yeah. You should you should come check it out." So I was like, "Okay, cool." So I went and hung out, and I was hooked. I was just like, "This is the greatest thing ever." You know, it's it's funny. You you said that you know as as a kid you didn't have a lot of friends that did you know built models, and, and I think that's probably true yeah. for a bunch of us out there, right? It's something you did. It was it was personal and you kind of did it on your own. Um, and I think that's really a topic for another day because we could really deep dive on that. But you know, at the end of the day we come back and here we are 
middle-aged and we have all these friends that are, you know, great model builders and, and great, you know, great groups that we're parts of. And uh, I think it's yeah. just funny how, you know, something that you think that was designed for, for, you know, the younger generation is really centered around the older generation. It's just, a, it's just odd. Yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, when you're a kid, I mean, you know, for my big Christmas present was a model. That was when I was just like, oh, and especially if it was like one of the Hasegawa kits or a Tamiya kit, you know. Well, that hasn't changed, like, does it? I just saw a picture of you on Christmas morning <laughs> with another big model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm lucky, you know, I, I got an awesome wife, been married for 20 years. And she, I think I'm just one of the fortunate ones where she completely supports my hobby. You know, she doesn't care that there's a box from Sprue Brothers every other week sitting on the front porch. And uh, that's the great thing now, you know, that, you know, me and all, all, all of us, if we want a kit, I mean, you know, we can, for the most part, we can go out and grab, a, you know, whatever kit that we kind of want. I mean, my stash is, I think, you know, a little bit bigger than, I mean, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a one or two model builds a year yet. I got, you know, several hundred models sitting in the closet, just like all of us, you know, but I just, I love you'll, the hobby. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. You'll so, win. yeah, I, you know, I need to, you know, like I said, I, I wish I could build more. And that's one of the, the great things about getting involved a little bit more doing this podcast is, you know, that that feeling of getting away from every detail has to be perfect. Every rivet has to be counted. I mean, some folks, they, they love that. But I think there's a nice balance between meh, good, close enough for government work. Let's move on. And uh, I'd rather film fill models in the case. This, is, of course, is just my own personal, you know, take on it. Um, you know, I still, you know, build the way I build. It's just trying not to worry about it. You know, I, I had some fairly big influences uh, when I was growing up, when I really got serious about the hobby. And uh, it, cha- it sort of built that foundation on how I, f- you know, felt the model should be or how it should be built or and that that's just me. But I, you know, for me, I go to a show, whether it's a, a local club show or, you know, a, a regional event or even nationals, you know, I'm there to visit and meet people and look at models and hit the vendor area. Well, you know, yeah, you me, know, there's, there's a lot there with the contest and stuff. And, you know, there, there is that, that group out there that, you know, they do build, they build for the next contest. You know, and so there, yeah. there's so many different types of builders and I'm, I'm one of those that I, I build, I build for like myself and then I'll take it to a contest. And if it, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut, then a blind squirrel finds a nut, but typically it's just for my cabinet, you know? So yeah, yeah. it's, it's for fun. Right? right. And, you know, I think looking back at, you know, I think, you know, we well talked about this and again, this, this topic be it why do we build you know why do we do you know and, and for me it's 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 the it's the friendship it's uh you know the the fun of building a, a kit the challenge of building a kit but uh and some folks love to build for contest i just build for me and love to sit and talk models and you know yeah, luckily well, i've got friends and family that support all that and and uh you know again just probably gone on enough but happy to be here and and thank you darren for setting this up i um really appreciate it it's it's been a lot of fun actually 
It's actually been a lot of fun trying to get things set up, and uh, I'm I'm glad that it's finally here. Right? It's uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but hopefully, uh, hopefully it works out the way we intended. And we'll talk a little bit more about the why we build and and uh, why we build what we build here when we get to our main topic. Uh, Frildo, you're up, man. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, like Scott said, you know, thanks for you know spearheading all this and getting it all together and getting this ball rolling. I know this is something we've been talking about wanting to do for a long time, and it's kind of nice to finally get it going and everything. You know, and I'm like a lot of other people too, and like a lot of us, you know, I started out getting into the hobby when I was about five or six years old. You know, my dad brought home a model kit and everything because he was a big model builder at the time too. And uh, we just started early on getting into that. I can still remember my first three models. One was a B17. I can't remember who made it. Another one was a brown, orangish color Datsun pickup truck. And the AMT Ertl Dukes of Hazard General Lee. And when I was learning how to read, my dad would sit there and make me read what the parts callouts were, like chassis and fuselage and cockpit and that kind of stuff. So the first words that I really learned to read were airplane parts. So, <laughs> and like a lot of us, you know, um, I built all through my childhood and everything and just. You know, I won a model. I bought it. It didn't matter what scale it was. I just thought it was really cool when I wanted to build it. And I'd go to the store. I would get it. And then I'd have the thing done in like three hours. And you sit there and like just oh, marvel at tracker. it and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That tracker is coming. <laughs> and uh, and then over time, I started to really, I guess it was right about, you know, when I joined the Navy and everything, I was still more in, I guess, collector mode at the time because I was on a ship. And on a carrier, I didn't have a lot of space. So I'd buy models and I would send them home. So I started collecting and building my stash way early on. And then it was when I was 99 when I got stationed in uh, Jacksonville. And I ran in, I was at a hobby shop there, Hobby World, which is no longer around anymore. And I ran to a couple guys and they're like, oh yeah, we got this club that we're starting up and everything. And uh, what ended up becoming IPMS First Coast. God, I remember that place when I was in uh, Cecil Field. That was a great hobby shop. That was really one of really one of the best ones I think I'd ever seen. Was uh, well, we'll talk about Bobies, I'm sure, whenever Whitey comes up. But which is another yeah, Bobies. But uh, great, great hobby shop. I remember going into that hobby world on Blanding for one of the first times, and Admiral Belial, who's a friend of mine, good friend of mine, built that amazing f14 diorama that was in there oh, on the it was shelf right on there the on the left, left when, when you came in. in yeah yeah and uh, i remember in 1979 when we first moved there just like looking at it like oh my gosh this is so cool you know and so that just kind of sparked my interest in everything and being an aviation nut so i just stayed with it and then in 99 when that club started it was when i really really first started getting into sanding scenes because i remember one of the first questions i asked somebody was hey how do you get rid of that seam that when you put the fuselage halves together, it's not there on the real airplane? Like, how do you get rid of that thing? I'm and I still remember, trying to figure that out, man. <laughs> yeah. And it was a uh, Whitney Thompson. Yeah, we all? And uh, he was like, oh, man, because you got to sand that stuff out, man. And I was like, sand it out. And then he showed me how to sand seams and everything. And so it just kind of went from there. And then that's what kind of got me. It's funny you mentioned that that diorama, those F-14s, because I I think that that was probably the first time I'd ever seen a kit 
with remove before flight tags on it. I thought that those were just, wow, that's the cat's ass right there. How'd they do that? That just adds so much realism to, to the yeah. kit. But I think that was the first one I ever seen with the remove before flight tags on it. And it's amazing too, because if you remember looking at that, there was not a whole lot of weathering done because that was at that time when one of the other podcasts, I forgot which one it was, mentioned it, that when modelers started really weathering their models and everything. Because if you remember going to Hobby World, looking at the models that were on display there, they really weren't weathered. They right. were just, It was your typical IPMS style, right? Yeah. It was all and about so you you know, construction uh, uh, te- techniques. Yeah, and you, could see the, and you could see that shift. And so now modelers and stuff started... Uh, weathering models and everything and so i just think it's kind of cool with that whole part of it and then it was uh when i was stationed going through uh flight engineer school because i was a p3 flight engineer our club down there we put on jaxcon and i believe it was our second ever jaxcon we put on and i was i was there helping run the show and everything and i happened to meet this dude whitey who I knew from somewhere because at schoolhouse at VP 30, you know, he was there too. And so that was when I first met Whitey was way back in like 2002, 2003 timeframe. 2003. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Way I remember back. Going to that That's way when back. I went, yeah. When I was checking in, when I was checking in, you know, doing my check-in with the, with my models, like the guy, he said, Oh, you're Andy, Andy from flat engineer school. And I, I was like, how, how do you know I went to flight engineer school, you know? And he's like, oh, because from the club meetings or something. I'm like, I think he got me with the wrong guy or something. Irregardless, you know, he passed me off and I went went in and I, I, I recognize you, yeah, from the schoolhouse. You know, I was like, oh, okay, dude. Yeah. That's where the guy at the door was making a mistake. He was confusing the two Andys from flight engineer yeah. school. So, yeah, that's where you and I met, man. Yep, and then... uh and so I started getting into it and everything, started getting into like aftermarket and resin and everything and all that kind of stuff. And then I got stationed in Pax River. And then Whitey got stationed down here. And then we go to the 08 Nats in Virginia Beach. And we had me looking at this guy's EA6B. And come to find out, that happened to be one and only Nemo over here. Yeah. The and we got the Scott Samo. <laughs> And we got yeah, to talking was, to him, and, and he said, cool, oh, yeah. man. I'm going to be stationed over at Pax River, too, and blah, blah, blah. And we all just kind of hit it off since then. So we've known From Scott day since. one. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, it was like Whitey and Frill and I, you know, we all, like, looked at each other and, like, freaking, it, it was just like, oh, we all build models? We're, we're all, man, we all don't. We were all kind of like into the same thing, man. We were like super, it was awesome. I remember I went home to Allison. She's like, oh, how was your model show, honey? And I was like, are you kidding me? Uh, there are dudes out there that are going to be in Pax River that they build this. We build the same stuff. And she was like, oh, that's awesome. I mean, she was like super, she thought it was, she thought it was super cool. I always feel bad when some of my, some of my buddies are just like, you know, their, their, their spouses are not, um, I don't know. How do I want to say it? They, they just make fun of us, you know, they're, my wife's art, yeah. you know, she's like, you're such a dork. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I know. We're geeks. When yeah. it comes to model building. Oh yeah, man. There you that's, go. That's us. Whitey. How about you? What's up? Okay. I'll give you my quick down and dirty. Um, 
why? Why did I stop building models? Pick it up from dad, just like Frill did. Um, my dad was an airplane, not airplane geek. Uh, picked it up from him growing up back in the uh, 70s and 80s. Um, and I probably didn't build my first model myself until I was probably seven or eight. You know, so a little older than you fellas. Uh, but I remember I used to sit there at the kitchen table and watch him build. He'd usually toss me the uh, bombs and the fuel tanks, and I'd assemble those because uh, he never put ordnance or fuel tanks on his stuff. So I know where those things ended up when they were covered with glue fingerprints. Um, and then from there, I, um, <clears throat> the first model kit I ever built was actually an Airfix Bird Dog, 72 scale. Bought it from the local flea market. Um, you know, in the old blister pack, there was a guy that used to sell model kits there and um, came home. And my, I mean, my dad had a big stash and we were welcome to it. Um, but I thought, oh, no, cool. I got my own model. I'm going to build this and, you know, come out like garbage. Um, but that's that that was it. That's when it started. Um, and then from there, uh, let's see, you know, you guys talked about like neighborhood friends. I, I can remember, you know, everyone knew in the neighborhood that I grew up in that, uh, you know, my house was loaded with model airplanes in the, in the TV room. Um, you know, so my friends always saw them hanging and, you know, there was a local drugstore that sold the, uh, they had all the monogram kits, 48 scale fighters, you know, your World War II stuff, the Spitfire, the ME-109, the P-40, um, once in a while the P-38 kit would show up and that was like a big deal. Now this neighborhood, and, this was the same neighborhood, the, the Bulger neighborhood, or Bul- Bulger, Whitey why Bulger's neighborhood, same, same area? Yep. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> No relation, nope. Um, yeah, which, you know, when you think of it, it's kind of unusual, you know, we're a bunch of city kids and, uh, you know, we lived, you know, you know, typical city neighborhood, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, but summertime, you know, we'd escape to the basement because it was cooler down there. And, you know, buddies of mine, we'd, we'd all grab the, uh, those, like I said, those monogram kits and hang out in a group building them, um, you know, None of them come out great or anything like that, but we all had fun doing it. Um, and then I, you know, two older brothers, and, and they would uh, build also. You know, the three of us. I remember, at, you know, this time of year, Christmas time, mom would allow the table in the kitchen to stay. You know, because we'd be all be off from school at the same time for like what a week and a half. So, so the the kitchen table was allowed to stay covered in model stuff for that entire break. Um, so the, the hobby stuck with me, though. I, you know. Um, my two brothers, they, they fell off the trail. Um, but I, I just, it, it's just something that stuck with me again, being an aviation geek, uh, and a history nerd. Um, it was just that interest, you know, they all kind of coincide with most models. You see that, right. Um, you know, and I, honestly, I didn't, I never took the typical breaks either. I mean, I, I built it right through high school. Um, again, you know, even house parties that, you know, you know, people would come and see the airplanes hanging and be like, wow, those are cool. Who does those? And I'd be like, I do, man. And they'd be like, what? You build these things? And I'm like, yeah. Um, around the time the Top Gun come out, that was a pretty popular thing, too. And I was like, oh, man, you know about airplanes. I was like, yeah, oh let's talk God, airplanes, man. man. <laughs> see, see, that's how I was in boot camp when that came out. So it was. Wow. No. So, so like man. I said, I, I powered right through and, and just never really stopped uh, until, uh, you know, the, the military uh, breaks, you know. Yeah. I, uh, boot camp, of course, you're not going to be building, but um, a school down in Memphis, going to airframe school. I can remember that. God, they had Memphis. a hobby shop there they in had, Memphis too, didn't they? 
They had a great shop. You yeah. kidding me? It was the best. At that point in my life, it was the best one I'd ever been in. Norfolk uh, has a good one, too. Yep. Yeah, they had they a good one, great one. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in fact, the first contest I ever entered was at NATTC Millington. The, uh, and while I was at A school, the, wow. the again, the hobby shop, they had a, had a contest. And I was like, okay, let me, you know, I'm building this thing in my room, brush painting it. It was a Ravel 132 Wildcat. With the white testers. Um, paint brushes and yeah. Uh, yeah you know probably yeah probably <laughs> um but i wound up winning i took a first place so it must have been i don't know kind of good um comparatively speaking um but uh again powered right through uh building even living in the barracks when i was at you know ns norfolk working on hawkeyes i'd you know hang out at the barracks uh, after work and build models in my room and you know one thing about the navy i'm sure you guys do you get you know, as soon as someone in the squadron finds out you build models, you start getting inundated with, you know, hey, man, can you build me my, you know, this or that? And like, you know, they uh, guys want a, a model of the aircraft they soloed in and stuff like that, or, you know. And, um, oh, yeah. Still, I'm getting close was, to this. To, 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 yeah. You know, to this day. Well, yeah, exactly. And I don't mind doing it, for, you know, but a lot of times, when it came to P3s, though, I, that's where I drew the line. I was like, man, you guys are going to be yeah. paying me for these things because yeah. that is not an easy kit to build. Um, no, it is not. And I've done a couple of them for people, and I'm happy to, uh, but I'm going to take the money for it, too. <laughs> See, Whitey, yeah, you're better than me. I, I, anytime any of my buddies would be like, you know, they, they totally make fun of me. They're like, oh, Samo, you're a freaking model geek, aren't you, nerd? And they'd laugh. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I, I build model airplanes, and then, you know, everybody's making fun of you. And then they come over to your house, and then they go look in your case, and they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Their uh, eyes perk up. and Hey man, can you build? Can you build me? No, I'm not building you one. You jerk, making fun of me. Or you know, you know the you thing is, it? you know, the people that are out there listening that have, uh, you know, we've all seen those mahogany models or the the wooden oh, yeah. ones that are. They might be painted nice and stuff like that. But what we're doing, what scale modeling is, is is on a whole other level. Yeah. And that's what I would tell these people when they would ask me, "Hey, can you build me a such and such?" I'd be like, "Yeah, sure." And, you know, well, what do you, you know, I'll be like, well, I'll, I'll take about 300 bucks if you want me to, and like, what? Wait a minute. You know, and oh I'm my like, God, oh, you're, ch- you're cheap, man. <laughs> well, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You're cheap. I know. Uh, I um, mean, you, you got that wrapped up in paint and materials. And well, kit, I'd, 300 I, I bucks. would make sure they'd buy the kit too, you know? Um, yeah. But I mean, that's, that, uh, that's just an example you know of how, how people would be like, what? you know, and then you show them, you go, wait a minute, like. I'm talking, you're going to have bureau number, your name on it, the airplane you sold, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, but I, I've gotten away from that, though, because it took away from my own build time. Um, you know, that's you you commission builds. Uh, that is a yeah, great a topic, you know, don't a, do a, them. A, a future top. I mean, that's a great future topic because commission builds are out there, you know, for anything from cars to airplanes to armor. Um, and, yeah. And that said, I kind of want to take just a real quick second. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Whitey, but no, man. When it comes to uh, future topics, if if you've listened to uh, the trailer that we put out and read the stuff that's on the Model Geeks Facebook page, uh, we put out there that we kind of want to center this around all you folks out there, the listener, uh, and 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 we'd really like your input for these future topics. So you, you can reach us at contact at modelgeeks.com. I encourage you to uh, to, to email us. Uh, let us know if uh, what your ideas are for uh, future topics, or, or 
or whatever, you know, comments you have for this current episode, you know, what, what do you think we could do to make things a little bit better? We kind of talked a little bit in the trailer about format, uh, keeping it simple to, you know, to the point, uh, this being our inaugural, we're kind of, we're going to be a little bit all over the place because we don't have any, um, viewer mail at this point, but we're certainly going to talk about that here in the future. Um, but we, we will have just a simple format um, once we get all the introductions and uh, who we are type stuff out of the way. But uh, please, you can find us at, at Model Geeks, uh, contact at modelgeeks.com, our webpage, uh, modelgeeks.com, modelgeekspodcast.com, I'm, I'm sorry, or at our Facebook page. Uh, just type in, you know, search there, Model Geeks, and, and it'll come up. So uh, reach out, talk to us. We're lo- really looking forward to it. So sorry about that, Whitey. I had to, to get that little oh, plug man. in there. Get the plug going. Exactly. I'll just wrap up by saying, you know, the, um, you know, what do you build? In, uh, I'm a primarily aircraft 148 scale. Um, and I would probably attribute why 148. I'd go back to those days building those monogram fighter kits, World of Two kits, man. Uh, just that size. I, um, Enjoy doing the cockpit detailing, stuff like that. So that's why 140. I'll build the occasional 172nd if it's something that, um, something maritime patrol related, because that's the community I come out of. And then, um, what was the other? Oh, if it's something that's not available in any like other a, scale. Oh, heavies, heavies. Like a 135, you're not going to, a KC 135 is not going to happen in yeah. 48 scale. Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say it's not because there's a B 52 out there that, I wouldn't mind having, but yeah, I'm, yeah, one seventy second. It's just the the other the other like you know. So if you've flown in it, well, yeah, you want if even if it's like one twenty eight point eight scale. If you flew it and they make it in a, you gotta buy it. You know, I I mean I'm a fifty three bubba, so I my I flew fifty threes when I was in the navy, and I flew eight sixties. I flew a whole bunch of stuff, but primarily helicopter stuff. So anytime I see. I have a bunch of little die cast H fifty three. So if but, I see an H fifty three, but you don't build them. Matter what, that's right. I don't. I don't build hardly anything. <laughs> uh, helicopter you, wise, you need you need to get on that MH fifty three, bro. You do. I, I, know, I, yep. I know. I have all the rest kit stuff. stuff. I I got. I I spent like it was, I bet I spent two or three hundred bucks. I got all the yeah. like the blade fold, the new head. The transition section, the eeps, the I mean, the everything. I I got, I bought all of it. I was like, holy crap, that's a bunch of stuff. But it's it's. Re- I started looking at it, and I, they are models themselves, man. That rotor head, yeah. Holy goodness, it's super cool though. But you're right, I need to. And that was, and you know, speaking of influences, you know, I I think, you know, when, what Whitey was saying is is absolutely key. I think the the um, and not to get sentimental here, but but there is a a closeness that, you know, from the moment that I met Whitey and Frill, knowing that we love models, we're, we're both in the Navy, you know, military. So we, we love airplanes. It's just all of these checks in the blocks and that are, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it makes, uh, I think that's what's sustainable about, um, the, not only just the hobby, but the relationships that you build with people. I mean, I, I, I would assume that we're going to be, we're going to be like hundred years old, still build models bitching about yeah, as long as I um, can see them and my arthritis yeah. hasn't gotten too bad, but yeah, and, and we'll still be complaining about <laughs> the yeah. instruction, 
or how a kit's engineered or or whatever because that's just what we do and giving each other you know a hard time when their football team doesn't win you know or whatever it's just it it's much more than just i feel like this group is much more than just models it's it's a it's a friendship that's built and uh you know going to model shows and stuff i i really just me personally i don't I really am not a big, the contests are great. I, I could care less whether I win an award. It's being able to meet people, talk about models and, uh, and, and maybe gain a tip or a trick to, that I can improve my own models. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's all about the people and, uh, you know, have super, super excited again to, to be a part of this. Oh, it definitely. It's, uh, it's the old nail on the head there. Um, I, I know my dad would have been uh, astounded to have a group of friends to sit around and talk airplanes and models with. I mean, where we lived, there was just none of that. Um, uh, you know, and here we are where we all live right near each other or, or we have, a, you know, a large club and everything like that, that we can, uh, you know, in normal quote unquote times, hang out together and, and, and even, even hang out and build together. You know, I, I mean, I, man, I miss those uh, afternoon build sessions on a Saturday with the, with the club guys. Yeah. Those were fun. Um, yeah, it'll happen I agree. again. That in contests, they're coming back. I agree. I think they were a good time. Well, let's see. Uh, let's uh, let's move on here. We got next up in what we like to call our next segment would be like uh, note notes and news from uh, the geeks. You know, so kind of a round table, if you will, just kind of go around the room here as to what you found new uh, uh, and noteworthy. Uh, and I'll, I'll start it off. And I really don't have anything other than the model geeks are here. Episode one, <laughs> to me, that's the biggest news, uh, that we've got going on right now. So, uh, here we are and, uh, you know, we'll roll on over and let me go over to frill Frildo, Got anything new for us? Uh, nothing really new. I've been kind of keeping my head down. Cause I want to get this tracker finished. The one that, you know, it's been languishing now for the last, uh, but that oh, is over, news. Over two years, it is, and I am. You ain't finishing that tracker. Oh, I'm I'm going to finish the tracker, and Wrong. I'm getting close now. And so, I hope to have it done in the next week or so because that's my main focus. Because I want to get on that and get it done, get it okay. off the bench, okay, so right. that I can go Hold on, on to other things. Let me tell y'all something. This tracker is he has been. <laughs> Two years he's been working on this thing, and it, head on over to our our Facebook page. He's he's got some pictures posted on there. It really is awesome. And I saw it firsthand the other day. We were, we were working on some video stuff, and it really really looks good. I did say that I would have put turbo props on it and some, you know, a blue paint scheme Make for the Taiwan deal, but, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it it really is a a, a beautiful job. So other than that, that's it. I just want to, like I said, the press is on. I, I want to get it done. It's been laying around too long, and I'm close, and it's at the point where if you're not careful, you can really screw things up that just throw the whole thing off. So yeah. I just got to keep it back to 10-10 and just, and just keep going. Yeah, you're almost there. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. But maybe this time next year you'll be done? Oh, yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> if not, then I've got problems. So I could... I couldn't help the little dig there. Nemo, what do you got? News? All right. So I would say uh, newsworthy um, contests. We've been talking about them. I think we're all bummed about um, 
how last year went, you know, we had a, a fairly big um, group of us, all the geeks we're supposed to meet in uh, San Marcos, um, Justin, Gabe, Whitey, myself, Frill, um, all of us, Matt, the historian, Matt doesn't really build Matt's Matt, <laughs> Matt, Matt would like to build, but we got to keep, we, we got to keep giving Matt yes. a load of crap because it's only like build. 12 miles from my hometown too. there in New Braunfels. Yeah. So I was really yeah, looking so forward we, to it. We, man, we had the hotels all set up. I mean, you know, Justin and Gabe, they, they, Justin lives in Lubbock and Gabe lives in Austin. So it's just, you know, and, and me growing up in Corpus Christi and Darren, you be, I mean, yeah, we were all just super bummed whenever, but understandably. So it, you know, got canceled. And then, uh, you know, we're hope, hoping that, sometime this year um you know maybe later we'll be able to do a contest or two um i can't wait i again I, I can't wait to go to a contest i think we're still all planning on going to nats in vegas oh i'm going absolutely i'm going so, regardless you know, yeah i'm going if, so i think it, you know if we can all hit that show and and uh maybe i think darren you talked about maybe if we have time do a do a podcast from yeah. Nats or set something up i think that would be really yeah. cool um I, I think it would be super I, i'm anxious to see because i mean we've all all of the, the model builders we've been we've been cooped up i mean i i knocked out four kits in a year which is absolutely huge f- for me and mm-hmm. uh we were posting our pictures the other day online all the kits i mean for how many how many did you say you did this past year well if you include the bandai star wars kits i think i did like i think like 17 wow. but you really can't count wow. those. yeah well, i mean you have but you know. together and uh, during the weekend yeah. you can weather them up and everything and being a huge star wars geek you know it's just kind of i i like them they look kind of cool in the cabinet but you but you finished it you finished the i mean night i mean that's that's incredible right and so i bet up there's a bunch so at the first show man, there's gonna be like there's just gonna be there's gonna be so many miles. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, I think, I think oh, everybody's really looking forward to it. So, and then um, you know, I know for speaking of contests, one more plug for. I'm gonna say it now, but the one of the best shows you guys need to mark on your calendar. It was supposed to be this year, but it had to be pushed to 2023. But we're gonna do the inaugural PaxCon. That's that'll right. That's right. Here. That's huge. That'll news. be down here. Yep, that'll be down here. In Southern Maryland, we've already got the logo. Uh, it is awesome. We've got the awards planned. Super cool. We're still, you know, of course, working out details. We've got a committee. We've got the of, facilities, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, all taken care of. So we'll just keep putting in the plug for that. But uh, yeah, contests. Well, they're coming back. Just everybody, hang on. And I know, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to just go back to a show and be able to see people and talk models. So going to be good hopefully this year we'll be end up doing that you know real quick before we move over here to whitey that's uh you you mentioned the the nationals in uh i was listening to the on the bench guys the other day i think it was in their episode 100 which is wow 100 episodes man they're definitely the uh they, they've set the bar out there for all the podcasts but uh they had made mention uh how nice it would be to get all the podcast folks into one room with one mic and just kind of go go at it and and record the session i thought that was a great idea but uh you know those guys down there in australia uh that see it goes back to that right yet huh 
Do we what? haven't earned our wings yet. No, we haven't earned our wings yet. But I thought that was just a great idea when we talk about taking oh, the podcast on on the, the yeah oh yeah uh, going on the road though I think that's uh, that's part of it and it just goes back to reiterate what the 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 hobby is all about right is the camaraderie and the uh, the social part of that so I just wanted to kind of hit on that I thought it was kind of cool when uh one kit that i really did enjoy building was uh it was my second ever armor piece and i built that mang 135th scale t10m that tank and that was kind of nice because you just put it together and you paint everything pretty much at the end and mang i think i'm I think i'm saying them correctly i'm sure i'll be corrected the uh the track jig that they give you to assemble the tracks was pretty pretty clever idea because you put the tracks in, I think it was like six at a time, and you sandwiched them between this plastic alignment tool, and then you took the pins, which were already set apart, and you just stuck them in the sides where the holes are, and you just like broke them off, and you could do your tracks that way, and that was pretty, I thought it was a pretty cool idea, and they're functioning and everything, and there's enough like drag or uh, slop in them and everything to have that sag, and so it was a pretty cool idea. And that was a fun build to do. It was a kind of good break in the tracker because, you know, using the demold fuselage correction, the cell correction. I think I have every piece of aftermarket for this thing. And because I've always wanted to do a tracker. I've always loved a tracker. It's like my favorite kind of genre in aviation it was the 50s and 60s naval aviation, that kind of stuff. So and it's a cool, cool looking airplane. The wings folded and everything. Just okay, gotta Whitey. finish it. What do you got, Whitey? <laughs> I know, I know. Let's talk more about the tracker. Yeah, I don't want to talk anymore about the tracker. <laughs> no. We'll talk about the tracker when the tracker's done. Yeah. <laughs> Close. 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 Pay attention um, to your instructions. Okay. I don't know. Other news. Um, I guess you want to talk about like new stuff I got. Yeah, Christmas just, what, just passed. Yeah, it did. I mean, what's uh, what? Uh, any kits that are out, you know, uh, news and hobby, just whatever you you want to talk okay. about, man. Um, okay, Christmas wise, I picked up a Prox and Grinder, a sixty. Oh, you EF. did, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. Santa Claus did. <laughs> uh, it's well, the you tree. picked it up. Santa Claus dropped it off. Um, and uh, you know, I've had a Dremel. Um, I don't, I don't even know what model, just one of the old ones that I've had for years. Um, I've probably gone through about four sets of brushes on that thing, just to give you an idea how long I've had it. And, um, you know, so I hear about these procs and things actually from Justin, Justin mentioned them and I was like, Oh, okay. And then I saw some, uh, on the scale modest critique group, uh, there was a discussion on there about them. Yeah. That's um, one of Will's looking, favorite tools, man. Will Patson's favorite yeah. tools over there. And, you know, it's, uh, but you know, you look at the procs and stuff, they got, they got lathes. They got milling machines. Oh, yeah. got, I mean, they've got all sorts of Everything. accessories. It's great stuff. Yep. And then just for our purposes, I was like, you know, okay, give me a recommendation on a, you know, just basic modeling. Uh, what, what's a good, you know, hand tool to have there uh, from their line? And, and, you know, people suggested the, the, the 60 EF. And I like it. It's uh, smaller and lighter than the um, Dremel that I've had. Uh, it fits in your hand a lot better. Um, it's light and, you know, like I already said that it's lighter, uh, so it's easy to move around. And also the, the RPMs, uh, controllability is what I really like about it. You can really dial it down, um, to where, you know, you're not going to be melting plastic. You're going to actually chip it away, you know, and, and not, 
Um, I, I wish I had it when I started on this uh, um, on my bench right now is the Tamiya 148 F117, and I put the black box resin cockpit into it. So, you know, little plastic grinding needed to happen, um, and I, I wish I had it prior to prior to me getting into that. It would made things a little easier for me. That one seventeen's um, looking sweet too. You need to post a couple more thanks, pictures man. like that there on the old face box because uh, I think you I put will. some stuff up there in the cockpit and, and stuff, but yep. it's really looking good. I just got done decaling last night. Threw a coat of flat coat on it um, earlier, and uh, fixing up some silvering here and there. Um, but it'll be a uh, my goal, and I, I might have mentioned this in my post there on Facebook, but for, for 2021, I'm building all Desert Storm stuff since it's the 30th yeah. anniversary of that conflict. Um, and I have a lot of those subjects in my stash that I've been meaning to get to. Uh, I thought, well, sounds like a good time to do it. Let's do it this year. Boom. So all my, and, you know, and again, best laid plans, right? Yeah. Uh, but my plan I'm for 2021 is thing. to do... Yeah, Desert Storm stuff. So um started it, you know, number one was the, out the gate is this 117. Uh, I want to get it done by January 17th, the night that kicked off the war, the air war. Uh, and so that'll uh, that'll happen. Uh, I'll be done by the 17th, I'm pretty sure, the way things are going with yeah. it right now. I'm trying to uh, uh, get to that point, too, with the, uh, the whole horn right here first strike. My main goal right now is not snapping off the... Uh, Peter tubes on the front of that kit. Uh, I love how Tamiya molded this thing to where there's, it's those are protected, but you get to the painting stage and that thing has to come off, uh, and uh, that's where I'm at. And uh, so, so trying to avoid busting those. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they are sticking out there, proud, aren't they? Oh yeah. Yep. So I'm I'm uh I'm trying to do the same. I'll well I'll save that for. My little segment here, I like to call Let's Talk Models, but we'll, we'll get there in just a second. Uh, real quick, we had mentioned on the bench and the other podcasts out there, uh, why do you want to take us into the the other other folks out there and what they're doing in podcast land? I will, sure. Um, so a, a note on podcasts. You know, Again, we started talking about this probably a year or so ago, and um, – you know, so if from that started listening to podcasts, um, model related podcasts, and uh, on the bench was probably the first one I, I listened to. Uh, those fellows down there in Australia, uh, and you know, I typically would sit here and listen to the music, try a movie or something like that beside on the computer beside the bench. But I found that listening to a podcast is goes hand in hand with model building, uh, regardless of what the genre or subject is, whether it be modeling or anything else. I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. I listen to him all the time too. Um, but anyway, for the for the for modeling purposes, though, um, you know, on the bench, uh, and then from there, I discovered the uh, the Plastic Model Mojo guys out of Kentucky, and those guys are fam- you know they're fabulous. Uh, they're great to listen to. Um, I like that they cover their modeling fluid segment yeah. at the beginning there. And, um, you know, being I've, I've got a little guys, model. I got a little modeling fluid from Kentucky going on right now. So. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I'm a novice to, to bourbon drinking, but, uh, you know, I'll listen to Mike's bourbon reviews and take notes. I'm like, okay, I got to check into that one. Um, so, and then, uh, the most recent one I discovered was the, uh, the plot plastic posse. Um, 
they're mainly sci-fi related. It sounds like anyway. Um, you know, great discussions uh, from them guys. Uh, and then up out of Canada is the, uh, the Scale Model Podcast. Uh, those guys are great also, um, given the, uh, a, a little bit of a different perspective, uh, being that they're, uh, you know, up there in, in Canada. Like I was listening the other day and they were talking about uh, Airfix's new uh, Canada Air Mark. I'm going to mess up the mark of that Sabre. But anyway, they have a new Sabre coming out that those guys are pretty excited about, uh, you know, representing the Canadian uh, version specifically, which I can't sit here and tell you the differences between a E or F model F86 and the Canada ver- versions, but they're definitely there. And so hopefully FX captures those differences um, because just a cool airplane, the F86. Um, the whole side back to the sci-fi thing real quick. I always thought those were kind of cool when those guys will go. And uh, we've seen in the last couple shows where they've lit up the model or like there's that one death star trench run. Oh yeah. That was it. Uh, LEDs and everything. And that was at Richmond, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's last show. It, that was all we one, were able to go one, to. one scale. My favorite scale. Yeah. I mean, that was really cool. And I've got the old AMT Ertl shuttle Tidarian in the stash. And I've got a couple light kits for it. Cause I've always wanted to sh- have that thing and have it lit up and everything on like on a stand. And I think it was kind of cool. Triangular shaped thing. Yeah, the one that had the wings that folded up. Yeah, you know, the yeah. yeah, man. You know, fiber optics have been out there for a long time, and I think it's really it's really starting to become mainstream now, especially in the sci-fi stuff. But then you have folks out there like Magic Scale Modeling that are doing the uh, the programs and the speaker systems for like the, the B-17 and the B-24s, and electronics are really starting to find their, their way into our dioramas and, and things that we're doing. It's really some good stuff out there. And what I'm trying to do now is I was going through an, ep- an issue of fine scale and had an advertisement for lighting kits for sci-fi models. So I hit the guys up and uh, if you guys remember in Return of the Jedi, when the shuttle Tiderian is flying by, the two strobe lights at the bottom have a particular strobe pattern they would flash. And I'm trying to get a controller for that particular flash. And so that's kind of the main holdup right now. And so I've got everything else pretty much figured out, the wing lights and all that kind of stuff. and but I just trying to get that strobe, that strobe pattern down. So it's God. being difficult. I, uh, right I don't even know who the heck you would uh, reach out to for something like that. I'm, I'm not an electronics guy, but there's, there's got to be some uh, relays or something that, you know. Yeah, I just got to sit down and put some time into it and figure it out. So, real quick, switching gears. This is this is normally where we would do our. Uh, our question and answer or our viewer mail uh, segment. And of course, you know, being our first, our, our first episode here, we don't have that going in our favor, but uh, hopefully here within the next couple of weeks, because this should drop on the 8th of January and we will do a, a, a bi-weekly. So it'll be two weeks before the next drop. Uh, we can get a little bit more uh, viewer mail and, uh, We'll roll into that in the next episode. So we'll skip past and uh, move us right into really at an hour now <laughs> into our main topic. And we are going to run a little bit longer uh, on this being our first episode. Um, it is just, you know, pretty much us letting you know who we are. And that that takes a little bit, right? So we'll be a little bit long, but I want to get into the main main topic 
for tonight's podcast. And that really is, and I think we've talked about throughout this entire thing so far, is what makes us build or what leads us to build what we build, right? What influences us? What, what gets us jazzed or what gets our <laughs> – I'll give a plug here to the other guys, our mojo going, you know? So that said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to follow this one up at the end. Scott, what, what kind of, I, and I think most of our listeners have already kind of understand. Yeah. We're all in the Navy, right? And we all have been working around Naval aviation for 20 plus years. Well, 30 plus years now for some of the older guys here, myself included. But, uh, I think that's part of it. But aside from the Navy side of it, right what drives you to build what you what you build and we'll start off with scott yeah so yeah i thought about when we were talking about this topic i mean it it goes it goes way back to uh kind of a combination of things i think one it was um the the models that i was not allowed to play with when i was a kid that were my dad's rockets so when I was little, like two, three years old, I, I, my dad had all these, uh, you know, rockets that he used to go off and shoot. I don't, he never had like scale models, but he had rockets and, oh man, I just wanted to play with them. And my dad used to tell me all a lot. He would be like, don't you, don't touch, don't, don't play with my rockets. <laughs> well, of course I'm going to play with the rockets. You know, I'm a freaking three, four year old little kid. Of course I'm going to play with the rockets. And I think I even broke his Saturn five once I was like out playing with it in the yard. And, uh, Oh man, I, I, that was, yeah, he was not, he was not happy, but you know, hanging out with my dad and, and, and working on models, it just, I don't know. I just was drawn to it. I, I, and I think you couple that love, you know, as a child, you know, the, the, the fun, the, no cares in the world, no worries, the enjoyment of just like, you know, uh, tinkering with something, um, was kind of, you know, I planted the seed. And then when I got a little bit older and I just kind of carried on, you know, building plastic models and also the, the models, that, you know, I think, you know, me growing up in the, I'm an eighties kid, you know, I'm, I'm almost 50. Yeah. And, and so, so growing up in, in, in the eighties, you know, the monogram kits were like, cause I, I still remember when, and then the first time I saw a Hasegawa kit, I was just like, what the, what is this recess panel lines? Are you, holy crap, you know, in the fit. And I didn't have to use like 20 pounds of glue. And I think I even like tried, you know, my first like kid, I tried to put the landing gear down and they're all like splayed out crooked. And I think they're probably on backwards and you know, the glue didn't set quite right because i'm using the tube glue or whatever you know you just you still love it though you know you're just like this is the coolest thing ever you're just so excited about models and you know i was lucky again i had my dad who encouraged it you know he had no issues at christmas time he would you know buy me a model now my dad never bought a toy for me you know like you know he would buy me educational stuff but you know, so I would get clothes or whatever, but I'd never get like a, you know, a Star Wars toy or something, but I get a model. So, you know, I kept it, kept it going. And my father, you know, was always really encouraging and uh, would help me, you know, he'd take me to the hobby shop run. Like, you know, usually like, I don't know, every few months we, he'd be like, you know, Hey, do you, do you need some supplies or something? You know, and make a run to leisure time. 
And again, another big influence was Leisure Time Hobbies in Corpus Christi. It was just a huge staple of people that, you know, uh, it was sad to see that hobby shop go. That That's that's a whole topic right there. It's just sort of the, the incline, you know, the taking over of online and the decline of the local hobby shop. That's, you know, that's something I, I, I always try and buy and I don't, I don't care if I'm going into the shop and they don't have any, mo- I've got every model that they have. I'm still buying something it glue or paint or sand oh, sticks or got to support them. Got to support your local hobby shop. And, you know, it's, you know, try not to get off topic here, but, um, you know, we lost a really a good shop here in the DC area a couple years ago. And, uh, it's tough, you know, because I know why do you frill and I, I mean, about every month or so, we text each other in the morning. Hey, you guys want to go do a hobby shop run? And this this is two two and a half hour drive one way for us. And we would hop in the car. And I'll tell you what, man, I miss that stuff. I yeah, miss. There's only one that I know of in the area, that, and it's still a you know Annapolis area. It's still a good hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and their plastic and, is uh, diminishing. Yep. It, which is which is crazy, I, you know. I I uh, feel like the kits that are coming out these days, the the fit and the engineering is just incredible compared to how it was when I was eight years old or whatever. But you know that it it was that early, um, you know, building models with my dad, um, just the 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 sheer enjoyment of of putting a plastic model together, um, and living in an area where there was a naval base and I saw aviation and, you know, I mean, my, I used to bug my mother. I'm like, mom, 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 can we go to the airport? Can we go to the airport? And my mother, bless her heart, she would take me and we would sit at the end of the runway and wait like hours for a Braniff jet to come over. And we have bets on which color it was going to be, you know, cause the, the Braniff jets back in like the seventies were red and green and yellow and orange and all that. And, We'd sit there at the runway for two seconds of sheer joy to have the aircraft come, uh, like usually their 727s, come right over the car because they're sitting at the end of the runway. Are you kidding me? It was just, it was awesome. And so I really, I really have to thank my parents for encouraging me to build. And we're always, I never got the, no, you don't be wasting your time with models. My, my mom and my dad always supported me. So I really look, you know, early years, they, they planted that seed built the foundation of course i loved it it just naturally felt because i knew from day one when i was a kid i wanted to join the navy and i wanted to fly that's what i always wanted to do and i was so fortunate to be able to do it um and and i really just kind of count my blessings every day that i got to do that and so you know that my love for aviation my love for the navy you know with my love of just building something you know as a child it just all kind of kept me going and as a, as a young kid, you know, not really seriously into the hobby. When I went into my local hobby shop, you know, their le- good old le- leisure time, uh, the, I, Eugene's like, oh man, you got to check out this 172nd scale kit. So I walk, I look in the display case and I was blown away. It was a, that Ahasigawa F111F, but it was all the avionics panels were open. The engines were, everything was completely just detailed and, and I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, who built this? He's like, oh, it's this uh, Navy pilot. His name's Mark Schachter. And I was like, well, I got to meet him. And so he's like, well, he's going to be at the club meeting. So anyway, I got to meet Mark and I was like, you got to teach me. Like, how, how do you even, how do you even 
do what, how do you even make that? And he was like, it's easy. It's not hard. You just have to learn how to thin your paint, learn how to use the airbrush. And, and there's some fundamental things that I do when I build. And that was it. That, that planted the seed. Cause I, I've never seen, you know, and Mark is, I, I think he's just one of, he's just a phenomenal builder, you know? Um, and he was a huge influence, you know, and, and not only, Mark being a, uh, a an incredible model builder, but he was a naval aviator. You know, Gabe Pincelli, huge influence, naval aviator. You know, these are guys that did a lot to help me get into the Navy, but also kept me going in the hobby. And uh, it's that combination of the love for naval aviation, the love, love for airplanes, the love for models, like when I was a kid, building them with my dad, and just the satisfaction you get of, like, putting the effort into a, a model and to have it, you know, completely finished. And it, it's just kind of, you know, you're like, man, I'm super proud of it. it. It's, it's just, and then you, but you can always improve, you know, I always, I, I build something and I'm like, ah, it's like, it got a wart here or a wart there. Granted, nobody else sees the wart except you, but um, yeah, it's just that, just that, that love for, for taking something in the box and, and producing something that uh you know that seeing the, those effects that you're you're kind of thinking about and being able to realize it and then being able to share it with people and it just that's you know that's again i keep going back but the the shows are great um uh, to yeah, it's always nice if you win an award i think i'm always very humble if i place anything because there are a lot of good modelers out there and and i'm just a, a guy who likes to build models and and I love to go to shows to get the vendor area so I can go, you know, buy a bunch of stuff, you know, and uh, see some new techniques and then just hang out with your buddies. Yeah, and I, I, I want to kind of touch on that. Back. I will touch on that contest thing. You know, the listener out there is hearing us talk a lot about contests and stuff. And this is a topic we want to tackle later on in the year uh, because I think there's – matter of fact, it might take two episodes to discuss that because I think you could really deep dive into the contest mentality and why people do or why people don't uh, go to the contest. And we certainly have that on our short list. I, I, I just kind of want to put that out there because I, I think at the end of the day, I, I, well, like I said in, in the beginning, I, I don't build for contests. And I think that's kind of like all of us. We build for ourselves and we end up taking to contests. We don't we – don't, build with the contest as the end game if that makes sense so i just kind of want to put that out there it's uh yeah it, it makes sense i mean i don't yeah. even think of it as a contest i always refer to yeah. as a show it's a it's a yeah. social gathering yeah. so you know yeah. it really is it's a it's a chance to uh to meet with other folks and, and to learn something that's the big thing for me is to learn something so uh certainly something we want to tackle here in the uh in the coming in a coming episode um, is contest. Uh, let me move over to Frildo. What influences you? What, what drives you? Like Scott, you know, I had very supportive parents growing up who I would always get model kits and stuff at Christmas time. And then growing up, some of my favorite box arts are the old monogram 48 scale fighter kits that Whitey talked about. I think it was Whitey that mentioned them earlier. Please you tell know, me you're going towards the pictures you just framed up and matted. Well, I'll I'll post them. I'll post pictures of them on Facebook and yeah, everything. Yeah, those are awesome. But just I I can remember as a kid growing up in Virginia and everything at Rose's Department Store, and these kits being on the shelf there, and they had those real beautiful box arts, you know, like the painting of the aircraft and everything. And I just remember thinking, like, man, that is so cool. 
and then you grab the box and you look at the side of it and you're like man i hope that the different the build the build up pictures and you're like man i hope i can make it look like this and of course you get home and you're so excited and you have it done in like 45 minutes and you realize that it looks nothing like what's on the box fingerprints and, string <laughs> testers glue you know when i first, when I first get started getting into models it was funny because you know Growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of money, but we didn't do without. Okay, so I, I didn't I didn't get my first Hasegawa kit until I was in the Navy already and was buying my own models and everything. That was when I got my first Hasegawa kit. I didn't get my Let first Hasegawa kit till I was like, you know, in my forties. <laughs> you know, because you see those price tags, and there's no way it, you know we could I could afford a forty. You know, back then a Hasegawa Phantom was like forty bucks, and you know that was like whoa, that's big money right there. You know, so. And so I cut my teeth on a lot of the monogram Ravel kits and everything in Italian, which is fine. They're all, you know, some of them are good kits. And then, you know, we were stationed in Virginia, that hobby shop that used to be on base there. I used to go there at least two, three times a week. That's one in Norfolk? Around. At Norfolk? Yeah, the one in yeah. Norfolk right there. And I remember the old testers boxes that had the yellow box with the, you know, picture of the model on the top and you flip it over and had different pictures of the model and everything. And I can remember there being so many E2 Hawkeyes there in Norfolk. They had like, I think three rows of them because, you know, Hawkeyes were there in Norfolk and everything. And, uh, and the C-130s, same thing, you know, they had those testers, 48 scale C-130 kits for like 19 bucks back in those days. And I can just remember, I always wanted a C-130, wanting a C-130 and begging my mom and dad for one and which one do i get i get the old i think it was uh, uh i want to say it was heller i think old heller coast guard c-130 and like 1144 scale and i was like oh man it's not that one you know but and i just you know whatever is you know interests me you know like i said earlier you know i'm a big fan of naval aviation all you know all all aviation really air force marine navy whatever I like, like my stash is pretty diverse. You know, I've got air force subjects, Navy subjects, Marine subjects, an occasional helicopter or two thrown in there. And so I just, you know, whatever I feel like building that, you know, yeah. is re- really what gets me, you know, I'm just like, Oh, I want to build one of these or I go to a show and I'll see a model and I'm like, Oh man, I have that kit. And oh, I want to build that when I go back, you know, when I get back home, because model shows, sometimes they're good motivators. For like, oh man, I'm gonna get back to the. Oh, bench. I think they're they're this, great this, motivators, this. man. You know, you, you know, see what other guys are doing out there, and you're just like, oh man, that just looks awesome, and you you, you want to jump on it. So I think, yeah, great you know, motivators. Oh, I want to do that. And then, so that's the main thing for me is just kind of you know being a Navy brat, being around aviation my whole life. I'm an airplane, you know, I love airplanes, and just whatever floats my boat. Really, if I want to build something, like I said, I built a trumpeter 35th scale SA6 anti-aircraft missile battery thing and then a, that tank so you know just whatever i feel like building you know i just whatever i want to build like one of my lifelong projects is i have the 1350 scale trumpeter hornet that i've got all the at the photo edge catwalks hangar bays stuff for all the aircraft and everything i'm just on the fence do i want to do a do little raid or do i want to do like a normal air wing so, you know, it's just whatever I want to do. Yep. I got you. You know, I, for real, you hit on something, you know, what motivates us. I, I got to tell you, there, there is whoever's box art and fine scale modeler. When I was, when I was a kid, 
And you're right. Like you, you pick up the new monogram because oh man, that 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 monogram box art was just oh man. I mean, it was so freaking cool. I mean, did we all like cut out the box tops and and stick pin them on our walls? I did. Yeah. And then the yeah. first right, time, right I next to my Farrah Fawcett uh, poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I had the uh, the first time I actually like you know, saw a copy of fine scale modeler. I mean, I was blown away. I, I just was so fascinated with how, how, okay. My models don't look like that. Why what is it that influences you? All right. Uh, so, uh, you know, I believe the original question was aside from being in aviation and in, 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 in the Navy, you know, what, what, what motivates you? What, what that's right. What gets the mojo going? Yep. Um, in a nutshell history, um, Always been a history nerd, um, specifically World War II history, uh, and that goes back to uh, growing up watching um, shows on Saturdays, whether it be movies or documentaries. Um, uh, there was that World at War documentary series that used to run on PBS, I believe. Uh, so you know, so watching that kind of stuff, um, reading books about um, World War II. Um, you know, you read a, about a specific person or a specific subject. Um, one of the books I read uh, probably in like fifth or sixth grade was uh, The Big Show. And that was a, an autobiography, I believe, by uh, Pierre Klosterman. He was a uh, Hawker Tempest pilot fl- flying, f- you know, he's a French guy flying for the RAF. Um, so I've always wanted to build a Tempest of, of his aircraft specifically. And uh, it only took about what? 40 years later here when uh, Andrew I'd come out with their nice um, kit last year that I picked up at the Chattanooga show um, with his markings. in. so I'm going to, that, that's one of my definite future builds, um, but history for sure. Um, whether it be military history uh, or yeah, just military history <laughs> because that's all I build is military. Well, I can't say that's all I built. Um, you know, so airline history too is another, um, you know, it, although I'm not an airline builder, I do have a couple of projects in mind. Um, you know, that's uh, a big genre out there. There's a lot of guys oh, out huge. there that yeah. love huge. building and, the uh, the airline stuff. That's that's yeah. cool stuff, man. And I mean, I you know, I worked as an A and P mechanic on airliners. Um, you know, so I'd be around them quite a bit, and then I'd see them at shows. The the one one hundred forty four, and I was really amazed at how those guys can get such a good paint job. On a on a one one hundred forty four yeah. scale airliner, you know, and um, there was a guy in a club down at uh, Pensacola who that's all he built was uh, airliner one one hundred forty fourth stuff, and man, his finishes were fantastic. Um, he was a dentist. His name was Wood. I can't remember his first name, but it amazed me because once all the die cast companies started coming out with some really nice stuff, he absolutely gave up the hobby and s- gave away his collection. Uh, and, and just started collecting those because his thing was not he he was an airline uh, enthusiast and he just liked having the airlines on the shelf not necessarily building the models he was a fantastic builder and I was like what do you mean you're just giving them all away how can you you know he's like yeah no they have these cool diecasts out now because you know, I can't name specific brands but there are some out there that are highly detailed and very you know fantastic paint jobs on them and that was his thing man he was like. No, nope, I'm done building models because I don't have to anymore. <laughs> and that floored me because we get so much more out of the hobby. I think 
you know, we can kind of get that from us all talking that we, we get not just the end product sitting on the shelf. Uh, we have um, the relaxation um, of it. It's um, not always the enthusiasm so of it. Well, no, we have a frustrating moment. I, mean, I, I had a meltdown last night, if you recall. So it's. Yeah. Yeah, you did. With that, uh, I'll let you talk about that when you, when you come around. Um, but there, there, there it is, though. History for sure. Now, as you get older, and we've we've touched, we've all touched on this subject here through our discussion tonight. Uh, nostalgia kicks in, you know. Yeah. So I've know I've, a lot of a couple of the bills that I've banged out these this past year. Uh, the F fifteen uh, being one of them was from again reading books and stuff like that when those airplanes were all coming out. You know, we were all kids then. Uh, the, now the this F-16, is the one the that you did the Louisiana National Guard, right? Was that the F-15? no, no, no? The uh, oh, the F sixteen. The air superiority yeah. blue F fifteen. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. You know, because I can remember seeing pictures of that thing when they first uh, when they first hit like oh god, I don't know magazines back in the day. Of course, we didn't have electronic media, so I mean, you know, you'd wait for the new airplane magazines to hit the shelf at the corner store, and uh, you know, seeing pictures of those things, being like, wow, this thing's coming all around. Um, you know, so that this past year I've built that in the F-16 prototype directly related to nostalgia of the growing up in the seventies and eighties. Uh, you know, that was my motivation with those. I've always wanted to do that YF-16 kit. Um, you know, so that's what, that, that's what motivated me there. Uh, nostalgia. Uh, that's a, that's a definitely a big, uh, a big mojo maker for quite a bit of us, I'm sure. Um, so that's it. Yep. Interesting. You know, so as as uh, as I wrap up this, the the one thing I've noticed is the 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 commonality between the four of us because I'm going to say the same thing is our military history, right? Mm-hmm. Our our jobs and our backgrounds, and every and our our fathers. Is that crazy or what? We all we all mention that. Yeah. Our dads did that. Uh, and I, I'll go right back to it. I, I remember my first kit uh, I did was an F-104. And, God, I can't to this day, I cannot remember who the manufacturer was. It was a, uh, it was molded in chrome. It's old, man. I found it in my uh, great-grandmother's store. Might have been. My great-grandmother had a store. And we cleaned it out after it shut down, and I found this kit really sitting in a pile of rubble, and it was still wrapped in plastic. And I, I remember that was the first kit I ever built. I, I can see it. Matter of fact, when, we, when you get back to those things, you can actually smell the smells of the place where you found it. You know? Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a disaster. It was a glue bomb, like you read about, because it was back then. You know, in Oh God, it was the early seventies. It was testers tube glue and you know, it was just stringy. It was all over the place, but how I love that model. And then I remember my dad building, uh, the one thirty second scale F four back in, you know, the, the mid late seventies. Uh, and he did everything with a brush and it, to me, that was just, it was a work of art, but I never forget that kit being built and he had this, this uh, workbench set up on our pool table, right? He had this, this wood and everything. So that's where he did it. There was no airbrush. You had rattle can if you could find it, you know, yep. 
but most everything was done with the uh, testers, the little testers brushes and the, and the enamel paints. A little square bottles. Yeah, man. And then he and I actually discussed this here not too long ago, but I went to his, we were at a Christmas party or something at his, at that time, boss's house. And, you know, I don't want to get into names, but uh, the son, because all the kids get swooshed off to, you know, go upstairs and play or whatever, you know, at these parties. And uh, we went up there and he had, if there was one, there was a hundred kits hanging from the ceiling. This guy built kits like you read about. And, and that is finally when it drove home, right? And I think we did a Facebook Live. It was either Whitey or Frillo and myself on, on uh, Facebook and the Grumpy Old Scale Modeler. We did, I, br- I broke out the old uh, monogram P51 kit, the old boxing. And, uh, that was the that was the first kit I remember my dad buying me was that kit and you know and I'm a World War II history buff as well and that kind of drove drives me but you know I find myself building and what influences me is really things that have in parts of my life that's influenced me right I'm doing an F18 right now well, I spent 20 20 years working on F18s uh you know Nemo you had mentioned nascar stuff earlier yeah i told you i'd touch on that i i did a little stint working in nascar so i i love race cars and that that kind of nascar touched my life and that's just one of the things that interests me um so i think it's for me what influences me is what what's kind of touched me in my life right um and it goes back to family my dad my great great grandmother things i found in her store and the things that I grew up with. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how I got there. I'm hooked for life. You know, this is, uh, you can, well, if, if folks could see behind me, I've got enough to last me the rest of my life back here to build. And, and, and it changes, right? My influence changes day to day. What it is I want to do next. Um, You'll see somebody that, you know, for example, you talked about going to a, a show and you see a particular technique or a finish that, you know, the, like the first time I went to nationals and I saw some of the work, I, I was just, I was floored. And, and all it did was it, it just made me like, God, I want to be able to do that. You know, how, how did they do it? And I didn't have any problem walking up to the guy and, or whoever it was and be like, Hey, is that your model? How did you, do? and then you start the conversation. I think that's what I love one of the most about the shows is just, the conversations that you have with folks and you learn different things and talk about the experiences. And if you built the same kit, yeah, you know, I, I love it. I, I know, you know, I, and Darren, I hate that. I, I don't mean to jump in, but just, I, I forgot when I was, a, when I, I lived in Harlingen, Texas, where oh, the CAF, Confederate Air you know, Force kind of so the, at that time. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. And so, and this was back in the, in the seventies and eighties, whenever I lived down there, and my mother would take me and she, again, go back to the parents, right? Supporting you. But my mom would just drop me off at the CAF and I'd stay there all day. And they had this, the museum uh, set up before you'd walk out and go see the, the, uh, you know, the airplanes or whatever. And the people knew me there. So they never, even, they, they didn't make me pay. I just walk in and they'd be like, Oh, Hey Scott, how's it going? And I'm like, Oh, good. And I'd go look at, they had tons of models everywhere and, and different setups with, you know, military 
kind of, you know, display equipment and whatnot. And, you, you know, you guys know what I, the stuff that I have here at the house, but that's where that influence came in. And they had tons of like 109s and, you know, I mean, every just tons and tons of models. And that, that the CAF was just huge. It was just, you know, so Whitey hit it right, man. The history part. I, I totally forgot about that. That's, it's just, uh, it's it, it was a, it was a huge influence. Yeah. Well, fun fact: I have a a late uncle uh, that was involved in the CAF. He actually flew B seventeens in World War II and uh, was centered around the B seventeen program down there out of Arlington. Back in the That's day, awesome. uh, big old Stogie who would smoke all the time and flew his thirty plus missions over Germany. So uh, he's a, he was a god. He was a a lot of fun to talk to. Um, yeah. But I think maybe that's part of where mine comes from too. You know, it's just the the history. You take the uh, the fighter factory down in Pungo, Virginia. You know, and uh, the the history they have down there. I know we all went to the show down there, and uh, Whitey did another podcast uh, down there with the Hangar Deck folks uh, during that World War One uh, air yeah. show they had yep. down there with the Falker uh, DR ones and you know yeah, all that cool stuff. Show. It's real, really, really cool show. Um, but I think that's part. I think you have to be a history enthusiast to, to like some of the stuff. But you know, I think that there's also that part. Like I said before, it's it's parts that have influenced your life, you know, as well. Uh, there's things that have, that have touched us throughout our life, and that that really for us mean goes back to the uh, the Navy history, and us coming from you know aviation, naval aviation. So. Whitey's doing his uh, Desert Storm F-117. Kind of got me on the kick to get this Hornet done uh, for my first strike for that night. You know, I remember on the Saratoga being on Hornets and launching these guys with all their harm missiles, uh, trying to get through that. And that goes back to this kinetic kit that I'm I'm, I'm fighting tooth and nail over right now with fit issues. But, uh, you know, I'm going to. I'd like to hear from other other folks that have built that kit yeah i, I would know, too run into the same issues etc i would too yeah. so because i have one in my stash and well i've the got four build, i'm kind of like oh man <laughs> you know i was like man i'm, I'm definitely taking notes on, on how you uh work around that that nose fit issue for sure yeah i've got four yeah, that of was them. and you know four of them was, sitting down here i bought i bought how many of the uh I don't know. I think I've got maybe two or three of the kinetic hornets because you know the I've built the Hasegawa hornet a couple of times, and I know what kind of work it takes to get that thing looking good. You know yeah. that that front nose to fuselage joint. If they, if you don't do that right, you are left with a nasty step. That's just it, it's it's a pain. But there's there's a trick to to getting that done where that you know. But it's it's work, you know. It's a little bit of work, but then the flaps on that Hasegawa oh, yeah. and, in, and the intakes, you know. And so that's why I was all super jazzed about the Kinetic Hornet. So when I saw the fit on yours, I was like, "What the hell? What is that?" that well, you like know, that. I think at the end of the day, it's a good kit. I think there's a little over engineering involved, like a lot of stuff we see coming out of that part of the world. Um, I I've made it work. Uh, I'll post pictures on the uh, Facebook page uh, and get a little bit more in depth there as to what my issues have been. So, you know, for the listeners out there, please go ahead and take a look at that. We'll, we'll, we'll put them out there. Uh, 
I don't know, though. I think it's going to be okay. But back to my point was, is that was another point or another thing that's touched my life, right? It's another part of my history. Uh, and I think it's just one of the things that motivates me. So it's all good stuff, though. I, I think that at the end of the day, I point out family, A, is a big influence, <laughs> Uh, which I, for me, is one of the greatest things. We everybody here mentioned their dad. Yeah, Thank, thanks, pops. You got me into something yep. that uh, I I really enjoy the hell out of. So my, um, my thing was, like I said, I, I I just got in trouble for playing with his rockets and stuff. He you know, always <laughs> tell me. So I was like, I'm gonna build my own, so at least I can play with it. Yeah, know? yeah. But yeah, I, I even to this day, like I go over to my dad's house. He and he's got all these guns and swords. These old like revolutionary war muskets and civil war weapons and i'm 50 years old and my dad's like don't be playing with the guns so yeah. you know, i'm just like oh, whatever well <laughs> you know and i'll ask this question and you, know, right you guys can uh right you got you guys can let me know a little bit maybe in the next episode what brothers i mean i've got a brother that used to like to blow my stuff up and so he would with firecrackers and stuff but that was a whole different story you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I have a younger brother by yep, me months, too. <laughs> and when we would get into arguments and everything as we were younger, he would go to my models and everything and like break parts off of them yeah. and smash them yeah. and you know, just to get my goat and everything. You and got gotta love them, right? Yeah. Oh, he used to piss me off so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah, that's what infl- <laughs> that influences me, of course. Uh well, guys, it's been, we've, we started off here with almost an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes of our first episode. And, uh, All right. you know, man, how time flies. Any parting Good shots? Yeah. And let's go around the, the, the whole room here there. Uh, Scott, you got anything? Well, it, man, it's like you said earlier, it's a long time coming. Yeah, so man. What a, what a great forum to be able to to talk models and you know techniques and tools and history and the whole it's it's all of that stuff. You know that's that's why that's why I do this. It's just not only is it just fun working on something, having a hobby, and uh, but it it just kind of. I'll let you relive a little bit of the, your younger days and, and uh, you know um, it's, it's cool that we are able to to continue to do this. And I'm, I'm, you hear people talk about how, Oh, it's a dying hobby. Are you kidding me? Have you seen some of the kits coming out? It's because you know, all, all of us that when we were younger and we didn't have money and now we all do for the most part that we can go yeah, buy yeah. a kit, yeah. you know, a $40 kit to me now is nothing compared to when I was That's 12, nothing. which I was like, ain't happening, you know? So yeah. Are you kidding me? If I got to pay 150 bucks for, to me to make a two seat F 16 and 48 scale, I don't care how much it costs. Yeah. I, yeah. Come on, big T two seat F 16. Come on, man. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's fantastic. I just, you know, it's great to be a part of this group and, you know, you guys are a huge influence too. You know, the, the people, uh, not only just in this group, but you know, people at the shows and the characters that we get to meet, maybe yep. we'll get into that one time, but yeah, it's, yeah, I'm going awesome. to, I'm going to touch on that here in just a few minutes. I absolutely agree. hundred percent. The folks out there, right. That's a big influence. Yep. Uh, Frildo, any party shots for you? Uh, no, I just hope to, you know, 
echo what Scott said. You know, I'm glad this is finally, you know, we're finally getting this going and everything. It's been a long time coming. I'm looking forward to, you know, what we have in store and everything and the different episodes that we're going to come out with. And, you know, like Scott said, too, you know, I miss the characters we meet. We go to model shows and everything. And like we all have friends that, you know, we see when we go to model shows and everything and looking forward to getting back with those guys and just chit chat. No doubt. Shooting the breeze. No doubt. Yeah. And the vendor area. The vendor oh, yeah, area. Absolutely. Ah, the vendor area. <laughs> it's like, ah, why do more kids than I need? Why do you over to you, my friend? Um, all right, potting shots. I think uh hopefully the listening audience knows what we're all about. You know, that's what the kind of the point of this whole episode was. Intro, here's who here's who we are, here's what we do. And I think they, they got that from us and um going forward. Um I hope we can bring them interesting content to listen to funny accolades and stories and also some techniques too. That's going to be, a, I think that's oh, yeah. a part of it too. Yeah, man. Yep. Um, yeah. Especially if we ever get into uh, actually sitting down and doing, you know, in studio video stuff, that'd be, that'd be great. That's um, that is in the plans and uh, yep. you know, so just to interject real quick, you know, I do, uh, uh, for the listeners out there, I'm sorry, this is a shameless plug, and it's not to meant to be personal <laughs> here, but I do have the uh, Grumpy Scale Modeler a YouTube channel out there, uh, and our plan is to move some content associated with the podcast when it comes to tips, techniques, so within the four of us, and kind of switch gears and push some of that over onto the YouTube channel. So, so check that out and, and, and keep an eye out because we, we certainly have this planned for the future. I also want to, uh, again, mention that there are a lot of other, uh, podcasts out there. Those guys have, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, they've inspired us. We, we know that we've been planning this for quite some time. Um, at one point, there were no podcasts out there, maybe one or two that were very hard to find. Uh, I think we are, what, the fifth now that has popped up here um, within the uh, the quote-unquote consortium of podcasts, the Scale Modeling Podcast. Uh, we are in great company. Uh, check those folks out out there with uh, you know Scale Model Podcast, Plastic uh, Model Mojo, Plastic Posse, and on the bench, those guys out there—they're doing some good stuff. And uh, we—I also want to reiterate that we're doing this for really you, the listener out there. Uh, we want to hear from you at uh, modelgeekspodcast.com. Please email us. Uh, let us know if you have any ideas for future topics. Check out our website, which I'll have in the show notes below. If you like what you've heard, give us a rating out there. Uh, if you go to Spotify or the Apple Podcast, so on and so forth, give us a, a rating, if you will, help the algorithm out a little bit and uh, get us out there. So, you know, until then, I want to say thanks to all the uh, model geeks for listening. Uh, that is a term of endearment. Wear it well. Uh, Hope you can join us, you know, here in another couple of weeks for another exciting podcast. Until then, uh, let's all be excellent to each other. And uh, by all means, you folks out there, get out there and build something. And as you're building it, post the pictures in our community section of the Facebook page. We want to see it. So uh, until next time, we're out. Good night, all.